Sadie strives to conduct herself with Billy in a strictly professional manner while she works a case in which an old friend of Isaiah is a key player. Cameron is torn up over whether to convince a client to testify against his cousin. Season 1, Episode 2, Then and Now of Doubt starts right now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Knock, knock, knock on heaven's door. Welcome to our home here at After Buzz, the after, after show for CBS's Doubt. I'm your host, Drexel Hurd. You can follow me on Twitter at Drexel Hurd. I am here with our wonderful Doubt panel. Yay. Welcome back, guys. Thanks. Hey, guys. I'm Chanel Herlin, and you can find me on all social media at Chanel Herlin. Hey, guys. I'm Shay Jones. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Real Shay Jones. Hey everybody, I'm Timothy Michael. You can follow me on all social media platforms at I am Timothy Mike. I A M Timothy Mike. Be sure to use the hashtag ABTVDoubt to join the conversation on social media. Leave your comments below on the YouTubes. And uh, <laughs> the YouTube. if you're listening on iTunes podcast or any podcast, leave the comments there. We will be sure to respond back to you. Um, and be sure to follow AfterBuzz at AfterBuzz TV. So listen, um, What'd you guys think of this episode? Second episode of the season. Yeah, I think it was a good one. I mean, at the end they wiping away the grill slightly. Really pulling the heartstrings. Like, why are you gonna make us emotional be here? So emotional. But yeah, it was I think it was all in all a good episode. I I agree. I was just like she saw me, I was just like Yeah. I was like, what? What's going on? I'm actually about tearing up right now. I don't know what's going on in life. This I mean, is awesome. Oh my goodness, I feel like it, it hit a stride. It wasn't This Is Us people. Oh, no, like, no. I feel, no, I really feel like it hit a stride for this episode. Like Everything was just amazing. We really got to see more of a dynamic between these this cast. Yeah. And just how they interacted with each other. And I really loved it. Yeah, I feel like that this episode is a lot better than the first episode. I feel like they, as characters, have really gotten into their flow mm. um, in the firm, in their cases. I feel like everything's working cohesively now. And speaking of the characters, I've you know come back from my comments about um, your favorite character, my Levan favorite character. What's his name? <laughs> uh, Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. Um, I feel like this episode there was so much more depth to her character, and I really I loved her. I loved her relationship that she had with her client and yeah I think I, she's I a good this Chanel. episode I think that there was more confidence in her character yeah, which was missing for the first and I thought that, that her character has definitely evolved from the yeah. first and, we, and, and that's what we talked about last week where you know the, from the pilot to the second, the filming of the second episode, things change. Mm. It's like when you go to see a Broadway preview versus when you see an opening night, things will change in between there. And so um, maybe the Doubt writers thought that Cameron's character could um, have a little bit more confidence, which is great. Um, I was talking at the beginning uh, before we got on the show with some people outside, and somebody asked me if this was more of a Laverne Cox vehicle or a Catherine Heigl vehicle, and I said, based on the way that the show is built right now, is it they're kind of equal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know, Dooley Hill's kind of doing his thing. It almost feels like Dooley Hill, who is, is as big as of, of a name as Catherine Heigl, is kind of taking a back seat to these two characters. He's definitely supporting. And do you guys think that that's because Laverne Cox, because of the, where, where we are right now, you you know, in pol- in real life, politically, um, with the trans community and the LGBT community, where if this, if that wasn't the case, Laverne Cox would, do you think that would, would be, be as, as much prominent? focus? Would it be as prominent? I think so, yeah. I still think so. I think she's amazing. 
Yeah. And she, like, I really do. <laughs> you I mean, are number one fan, I'm a fan. I, I, she has a presence. There's just something about her. Like, just her as an individual, not her as her character. There's something just about her that you just, like, I kind of want to learn more. Yeah. I want to know more about her. I also think it has less to do with that and more to do with, like, name recognition. Everybody knows Katherine Heigl because mm. she's been on these networks, you know, consistently. Um, and then, you know, Laverne Cox is just coming off of Orange the New Black. So, I mean, it's really mostly about that and people responding, being like, oh, I want to watch Doubt because of that girl that's in Orange is the New Black, yeah. right. rather than, oh, I want to watch Doubt because of, you know, the guy... The other from the black guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Psych in the West Wing. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. No, I mean, if you want, if you want to get take let's go back to holes. If you, because some people just don't. I've never seen West Wing. Some people never seen West Wing, and some people never seen Psych. So holes is a universal movie. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm some mostly I've seen Which holes. If you haven't, please. Educational life and holes. No, no, no. Educate your life. Shia LaBeouf. Is that what you're talking about right now? Wait, they did holes. He was in the he was in the the flashback with the teacher. Like mm. they had a thing on him, and then he, he got so killed. Long ago. Okay, what show are we doing, see, guys? Yeah. We're doing the holes <laughs> doubt after show. Education. <laughs> um, education. So okay, so let's start with the episode. Um, so this episode was broken down into three different cases. Um, so let's start with the main case that we. We will talk about throughout the whole sh- the rest of the season, uh, which is the um, Brennan case. Uh, we started out the episode uh, opening up with a flashback to 1991. Um, we see Amy, <clears throat> um, and then uh, Albert kept pushing Billy on why he broke up. Why did Amy break up with him? Mm. And, you know, obviously we got the answer towards the end, but I, I was confused as to why it was, I mean, you, you're grown. You're a grown person. <laughs> why you know what I mean? Like you're on trial for your life at this point. Why did it why was this so why do you guys think it was so hard for him? Why do you think the writers wrote it like that? Like just tell them what it I is. Mean, that, I mean it depends depending on me. how you're you were in your teenage years and if you like as he explained later, like he tried so hard not to be that person anymore, he tried to be a better person than he was. Mm-hmm. Then that's something he also had to come to grips with before he can admit it. Mm. Like, he had to do that, like, okay, I'm getting grilled, and I can't give the answer because I am lying, but not for the reason they think. Yeah, but you're a I mean, grown person. he wasn't really lying. He was really omitting. He was and omitting. I feel, like, I feel like that saying, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater, um, has a little bit to play in this, because I don't think that he wanted Sadie to know yeah. that, mm. you know, he cheated on his girlfriend, because then that would just deflect his character as a man, and if he's interested in her romantically, then I'm sure that that... He she doesn't want to know that, yeah. right, you know what I mean? So I could see why he was omitting the truth, but dude, and this this I wrote down at least five times in my notes, <laughs> this is a trial for your life. You need yeah. to put romantic things in the backseat. Yeah, 100%. Um, and uh, just to continue on with Billy, so uh, he had another issue, not only with his past, but with his present um, in his professional life. Um, he started out the episode with his first solo surgery, um, helping out a little boy, um, and then he basically gets suspended uh, by his... I was like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. And so do you guys think that the hospital should have... I, I mean, parents do have a right to their doctor, you know, with their kids and stuff like that. Do you guys think that it was a fair thing mm-hmm. for his boss to say, hey, look, you know, we know you're the number one doctor, you're like the Dr. Shepherd of the hospital, but... Yeah, no, I don't I, think it was fair. Yeah. I don't think I, that was fair at all. I mean, he's such a respected and qualified doctor 
that that guy should have at least have given him a chance or kind of fought the case for him, convinced the parents that, you know, this has got nothing to do... The trial is completely separate to the operation. Your child comes first, we need the operation to be 100%. And as he's, if and as he's, he's going to murder it. this kid. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. been saving kids his, his whole yeah, life, his, his whole career. career. Yeah, <laughs> and something, for something that he aided 25 years ago. Right. And, I mean, yes, the parents have every right to, say, yeah. to want a different doctor. Fine, get a different doctor, but I think that it was the, the boss's job to stand behind their doctor and I think that this has a lot to do with you know trials ruin people's lives like you get accused of something and just because you're found not guilty doesn't mean that it's not going to affect your life right. yeah. like, you're, 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 you're pariah yeah. for the most part and to the point where Billy talked about his friends not even wanting to go out for drinks with them after successful surgeries which I thought was a little sad yeah, um, um, so then the D, the district attorney sends uh, boxes of discovery to the uh, law firm and we get a little bit more of Nick and Tiffany. <laughs> uh, Nick, the prison uh, lawyer, the, or the, the con- con- convicted lawyer who, you know, got his law degree in, in, uh, in prison, and <laughs> Tiffany. Um, I mean, you gotta admit, that's like some determination. <clears throat> that is really, yeah. I think that's really impressive. It's impressive. Yeah. yeah. So with Tiffany, how much longer do you guys think we're gonna, we're gonna have to hear about Iowa? I think um, for a while, only because I, like after, in her mind, I think that's all she knows, kind of. Like she's from Iowa, like you know, I climb apple tree orchards in my backyard. I have a white It almost sounds like a like a welcome to Iowa like infomercial yeah. every time <laughs> she says something. That's just who she is like, as a character. I mean, you know, I think that 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 dynamic of you know Nick being from like this prison and mm. project environment to like Little Miss Sunshine over here being from Iowa with a white picket fence I mean the, the character di- like diversity is is really interesting and I just love when she had that conversation with him and she's like I don't even jaywalk and I literally <laughs> wrote I was like you don't jaywalk and you live in New York what kind of how do you I, yeah. like how do you get around if you don't jaywalk in New York <laughs> I mean, like I'm not from New York but Hold on, can't, what, what if I say this? Do I get in trouble with the police? I don't know, you gotta say it first. <laughs> like, you had to say it. Like, where I'm from, like, I look, like my high school is across the street from my school. There is no sidewalk. I mean, no. Crosswalk. Crosswalk. So, yeah, I jaywalked all the time to get to my high school. Girl, well, nobody cares about that. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm like, sure. I have to make sure. Like, <laughs> you think the police are gonna come in and I get, No, me? I got a jaywalking they ticket. Might. I got a jaywalking ticket here. Unfortunately, <laughs> never, only you one. You can get a jaywalking ticket. You can't. You can't. It's $90, and I didn't so, have that. So, so. Ninety six. Ninety dollars. Ninety six. So Tiffany was uh, tasked uh, by Albert to find the smoking gun in these boxes, and then she like brought Nick into this project. And I thought it was a little weird that Nick's just kind of floating around, like he's (laughs) hired, and like nobody's. He's not reporting to anybody. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a little weird. Um, They end up not finding this. End up not finding anything, which I thought was surprising um, until. The end. Mm-hmm. Um, when we find out that he changed the jersey, mm. um, and did that surprise you, or what do you guys think is going to happen? I I know like it could be a prediction, but like, what do you guys yeah. think about that? Did that? Did you guys go? Mm? I mean, there or could did be you guys so go, many reasons to change a jersey. I feel like they're. they're <laughs> I, was like, like, <laughs> I was like, wow, already so early. <laughs> um, I, I feel like he. Wait, I still need to figure out the timeline for this. Like, okay, so he left her and he went back to the party. Okay, so and yeah, so that, he left her in the crew neck. Yes. And, and then, then got back to the party, took another photo, had a and V-neck. had a V neck. Okay, so I only have 
two things like a classmate. He loved her and then went to still go hook up with her friend. Because he, like he said, he was a prick. He was a selfish little... And then picked up his somebody else's jersey. He can't pick up somebody else's jersey. It's the same number. Yeah, this guy, I want to like him. I don't think you saw the number. I'm with you. I I want to like him. And I I, I feel for him. I'm on his side. I mean, it's 25 years later. But then things like this come up with the change of the shirt. But it's the same color shirt. So why, why did he change it? He was obviously trying to cover something up. Trying to get the identical shirt. But... Not quite, you know. Yeah. Change your shirt, change it completely. Or just take it off. <laughs> or just take it off, like. And and don't go back to the party. He was trying to make it so you wouldn't notice. Um, like he's trying to hide something. No, yeah, I like trying to have a theory. <laughs> so yeah, so I guess we'll find out more about what happened. Obviously, the last thing we found out was why, like you guys said earlier, uh, that he slept with Amy's best friend, and that's why she broke up with him. Like was, I was like, yeah. I was like, out of all, he he built this up, this whole thing up. For it to be like this stupid high school yeah. thing. 25 years ago. 25 years ago. He I'm was like, dude. a stupid high school. But, yeah, but this is what I mean. He's still at... I mean, like, yeah, I, get, yeah, I, get, I like, get the reason why he's fighting for his life. I really do. But uh, people are weird individuals. But and, he's... I mean, yes, but he, he does. He's a stupid high school student, but now he's a man. And now he's a stupid man. Because yeah. now he's literally <laughs> trying to put his romantic feelings above his own life. And this is what I don't understand about his character. And this is probably why I'm not connecting with his character. Because at some point, you literally have to put everything aside and just go this, this is the story my, yeah this is my life I need you to do a job and I need you to be 100% focused at your job but you can't do that if I'm making a move on you every yeah. second by stalking you in bars yeah he's kind of irrational and he's, he jumps to things like okay fine do my blood test okay fine this is the story he kind of just but do you guys think that has a lot to do with the fact that he is also like a head like he's still, he's a leader at the hospital he's a, a surgeon he has to make decisions, and he's used to making decisions quickly um, and getting the results that he basically wants and making those decisions on his own. And now he's allowing or he's having to allow other people to take control of this situation. And I would think that's very hard for him. I yeah. think that's hard for him, too, especially because like with most surgeons, they also have the God complex. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you throw that And he in, helps babies and children. And that's, that's you have to be very meticulous on that. Yeah. So I, I, I agree. I think this this part of his life when you have to get control is tough, and he's trying in the best way he knows how, even though they're kind of stupid and rash decisions he's making. I think we're gonna have to just see yeah, how if he can slow it down a little yeah. bit, at least like on the romantic side. Because yeah, I'm like, dude, your life is on the line. You need to stop yeah, that. That's a priority. Right. But I mean, even putting the romantic feelings aside, like he wouldn't, Sadie wouldn't go into a, an OR, and you know outrank him or, and that's or what make Albert said in the first episode right. yeah so it's like I wouldn't expect him even if he does have a god complex as most surgeons as you point out do um, I don't I think that he would be smart enough to realize that this is not his territory mm. um, the so Albert wasn't a lot in this episode but he did have to me a significant part um, when he took Cameron to see Hamilton <laughs> so then the first question is who has who just has an who turns down a ticket to Hamilton no one. first of all who has an extra ticket to Hamilton <laughs> and Please then who walks out then the other thing that bothered me and I know he's just the magic of filming or whatever but then they walk out after seeing this show and if you've ever walked out of a Broadway show you know that you walk out with a ton of people yeah. and there was like a trickle 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 of, and I was like 
They were low on extras that day. This is a, right. It was well, really late. Maybe they were like near the front, so like all the people were just like already ahead of them. Or they stayed yeah. back late and really disgusted and then, you know, decided the whole, to leave. The whole audience? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a talk back inside. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. was happening. <laughs> uh, but I thought that was really sweet that uh, that he took Cameron. Uh, and then uh, probably she was his first choice. Uh, even though that, even though that Sadie made it, be like you took Cameron. Yeah, you know, I think that uh, I would think on some level that you know he wants to connect with, um, um, Cameron. with Cameron at some point. Yeah, I, I like think that. that. I mean, it wasn't he was Cameron wasn't Albert's first choice, and I think that's what I really liked about that whole Hamilton situation was that Sadie made it a point to say, "Oh, you know." You broke up with Gemma, and now Sadie's not talking to you, so I'm your backup plan. And <laughs> She's I like, feel like, the house. Well, I, mean, I love yeah. that. Yeah, like, that I, yeah, that was I was like, line. that that just proves a lot to me, their character, you know, development with this show, because, you know, they're not that close, and I don't think they are that close. I feel like, and just like in the begin, in the last episode, when Sadie was like, I don't want, I mean, when Cameron was like, I don't want Sadie watching me, I think there's this, there's this feud between Sadie and Cameron constantly, and I think Cameron always has this feeling like, Sadie's better than her or she has to live up to Sadie and I feel like that's going to haunt her in but I think that also has a lot to do with and we'll talk about it in a second because we'll move into Laverne uh, Cameron's case uh, that also has a lot to do with the fact that um, Cameron had that view of Isaiah and then we come to find out that Isaiah basically raised Sadie Mm. so now Cameron is having to look up Ah. to somebody that Isaiah had been raising this whole time so yeah I think on some level yeah, I like that. She has been, you know, kind of following in Sadie's footsteps. And she feels like she's like the stepchild a little and bit. And she yeah. does feel like the stepchild a little bit. Um, so let's move in. Oh, and I was just going to point out the fact that Sadie, uh, Cameron is really the only one. Cameron and Albert are really the only ones that do what, uh, with the classic walk and talks. Mm. Yeah. Um, which I think is really cool. Um, so Cameron has her case, which is the Daryl Smallins case, uh, which was when Daryl was 19 years old. He was uh, basically in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, and, you know, he was in the car with his cousin. His cousin pulls out a gun, tries to shoot at somebody, then misses and shoots an innocent bystander. Um, did you guys think that that was a good case for Cameron? Because I'm, try- I'm still trying to figure out what kind of cases these people are taking. Well, they from what I understand, Roth and Associates is about like being freedom fighters. Like you know, like when she said he he took the case for the Black Panthers. Like he believes in fighting for the people versus just anybody who has money. Right. And I think that's an amazing thing for especially a defense law firm to be about. Mm-hmm. And it's always hard being a defense law firm because as a prosecutor, you could you know you could pinpoint what angle you want to go with but whereas a defense you know firm you really have to stretch you know well, it's your, your job you have to prove the case yeah well exactly and it's it's not easy so i i mean actually I, no the burden of proof is on the prosecution it is but at the same time sometimes you know the burden of proof is is easier than to defend somebody because you literally you are defending somebody you don't know and it's it's i feel like it's harder especially in this case because she cameron's character had such a you know, connection with the person that she was defending. Right. So let's talk about that connection real quick. So the district attorney uh, really pushed uh, Cameron to take the deal, which was to basically turn on the cousin in exchange um, 
basically to have a witness protection and kind of go out. It, would you guys have taken that deal? Oh, it's a tough one. Yeah. That is a tough one. It was, it was like when she was having the walk with Albert, and she's like, when you're 21, mm. you see things totally different when you see things when you're 22 and 23 and 24 and 25. And it's just your perspective just changes every time, every year. And at 21, if that was me, because I did kind of grow up in a rough area in life, I just refused to let it define me at the same time. So if that was, yeah, I would have took the deal. I'm going to, like, I, if I don't have to go back <laughs> to end up dead in a week, yeah, yeah I'm going to take the deal. Yeah, it was I didn't do anything But they didn't, even t- they didn't even make the, the, they just, I don't, I don't remember them saying, oh, we'll relocate you. And the first part of the deal until they she, sprung I think later. she she negotiated she that, negotiated that yeah. in there for him because she like everybody knows in a bad neighborhood you snitch yep. you're gone yeah. yeah would you have taken the deal I think I would have yeah you know I think it was a great it's a great now new path for him to start his life again maybe make some new friends make better life decisions because he's 21 he's got his whole life but I mean him. but at the same time like better life decisions is really tough because you go in trusting your family Mm. and you don't know what's going to happen and he walked into a situation that he had zero clue what was going to happen which is why he should have taken the deal because like he said on the trial you know he was literally talking to his cousin about going to school and and cooking yeah culinary school right yeah and then all of a sudden he pulls out a gun and shoots somebody like that's not something you do to somebody that's family I'm sorry sometimes blood isn't always sticking in water right which is exactly why I probably would have taken the deal because you know he knew that his cousin was wrong his cousin knew that he was wrong like you could have easily had a different outcome in that and I think it's a a lot to do with what Shay says you have a different outlook in life when you're 22, 23, 24 and you don't want to be sitting in a prison cell going, I no. should have taken that deal. Yeah. Um, one of the, th- the um, I mean, that was a pretty cut and dry case. I mean, that was really quick cut and dry case. Um, he ends up taking the deal, gets relocated to Arizona. Um, so one of the really other side stories a part of that block was t- uh, Tiffany... I'm sorry, not Tiffany. Uh, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> we love her. Oh, oh my gosh, she was so much fun. <clears throat> was Lucy and the um, the ice cream sandwiches? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was a really great scene with Lucy and Sadie. Yeah. Um, because we got to see a different side of Lucy about how she is in as, as an assistant when it doesn't have to deal with the law. Mm. She's very good at personal relationships, mm. um, and I think that that's what we'll see more Tiffany doing as is, is, is kind of Lucy. Lucy. Oh, I'm sorry, Lucy. Too many names. Um, <laughs> it's only episode two. Uh, yeah. um, is is hopefully seeing that she is an assistant that pays attention to people, mm-hmm. not cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. makes her a better assistant because she doesn't have to worry about yeah you know yeah as i said in the last episode lucy's my favorite character and she still <laughs> continues to be my favorite character even after this episode because i was like how is she supposed to be a bad assistant when she hides ice cream sandwiches in my desk I know, like on. anybody put an ice cream sandwich anywhere near me you're my new best friend but i would i i, I want to know how long that ice cream sandwich was sitting in that desk because every time but that ice could pull I feel out like she, ice cream I feel like sandwich, she knows like she knows sadie's schedule exactly. so she would know what she would so be able, she's like, like she, you got five minutes before this starts to melt and then like she didn't even put it on a plate or nothing. <laughs> like, he was just gonna melt it. What if, what if she didn't show up? No, she was melting in her drawer. I, Sadie would open I up. I love it. Was... She's like, I'm, you know, 
I mean, you just deserve a surprise. Like, I just thought that was so cute. It's, it's just, like, something so Lucy. And yeah. I, I, I'm with him. I, she's my favorite. Right I, now. I don't know if you guys watched uh, uh, The Closer, um, but Kira Sedgwick's character used to have a stash of little chocolate um, ding-dong things that she would keep in, in tinfoil. So I guess Sadie's ding-dongs are the, <laughs> the secret stash of yeah. ice cream that Nick was going to say. But who does that? Who goes into the freezer, <laughs> opens it up, and is like, ooh, this these ice nice. cream sandwiches that I didn't buy yeah. at a workplace. Like, that that just does not work at actual workplaces. And he should, and he should know. Being he didn't even the, ask. He should know being from the project and being from prison. I was that just about to say that. Like, he's kind of from prison. He should know better. Like, should know what I was saying. <laughs> well, I think, at least, I, okay, I'm going to say this. So that little bagel, I'm like, he, like, I think that was like a bagel. I would say, I'm not into bagels, but that was the last bagel, and He's still a new guy. He needs to be careful. Yeah, that is true. Like, I, a lot I, of food I totally, in this episode. <laughs> it was a lot, a lot of, of food. food. The onion bagel. <laughs> the ice cream sandwich. Too. He's just a drinking. hungry man. He's a he hungry was. grown boy. He's still trying to, he's still trying to ration <laughs> from, from prison. Yeah. <laughs> Times are hard. Times is hard at the law firm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know he has to go to his sister's Lee and Weehawken. How far is well, that from? I don't know. I have no idea. It's a place in Long Island that I've never heard of, so it must be a real far. It's probably on the LIR. It's probably not that far. Another sub character that I wanted to kind of talk about was Tanya and, and you the like Drexel Tanya, yeah. Tanya. well like Drexel said you know in the last episode you know it's a lot of time before the pilot and the new mm. episode so we don't exactly know what happened with the actress who played the old Tanya I'm sure they'll work that in some way I mean they did work it in some way but I kind of like the new Tanya she's, I was such a she's got the, that sassiness that the first feisty. Tanya had yeah but I, I like the new Tanya I want to see more of where that goes yeah yeah, we'll find out what happened to old Tanya, the actress, <laughs> next episode. We'll update you guys. We'll update. We'll do like a predictions update. And then we'll be like, this is what happened to Tanya. Um, oh, that would be really funny, though. <laughs> um, we should do, everybody should do a whole show about like what happened to these characters. Oh, we can't the Like these, like, you know, like the girl from Family Matters. Like, where did that character go? Like, where did these characters well, go? Well, one night, so yeah. Oh. She did? That's oh, the girl who the, the girl who it's played um, Steve's Urkel's girlfriend for the long time. I'm like, no, it started with M. But the, Myrtle. Myrtle? No, no. That, that was the alter ego. Oh. <laughs> uh, Guys, I, I don't know. But one of the... One of the Myra. Su- she, Myra. Like, she died. Oh. And then she died like right during, like 99. Oh. Well, that'll be on, on, a, on the What Happened To sure. um, show. <laughs> um, the third case was the Jonah Parks case, the retired judge, oh, uh, who was a friend of oh, Isaiah. So, so, oh. so, yes, this was a very... Um, this reminded me... that was, This is an SVU scene for me. Because it was that good. Like, yeah. it reminded me of, like, a really sad case that, it, that an SVU, like, moment would happen. Um, it was... <clears throat> it started out as a rape trial, but then... Like it didn't like they didn't actually bring up rape as much later on in the cross examinations mm. and things like that uh, because it did become a more love story. And I think that's how Sadie pivoted the whole thing, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was really cool. So uh, basically, uh, Jonah and his wife Gina, who has Alzheimer's, uh, were getting their groove on, <laughs> um, and the kids walked in and they wanted him to stop and because they thought it was hurting them. Uh, well, how did you guys, obviously you guys felt emotional about yeah, that? Yeah, very. I did. Um, very. But what do you do in that situation as a kid when you, it's obviously their stepdad, so obviously they had some feelings about that. Mm. And your mom, and you want to protect your mom, but you don't understand the love that they have 
like they're the love that your parents have or your stepdad and your stepmom and your, your mom over that but you didn't take them to court yeah i did i do think taking um jonah to court was quite extreme i feel like that's something that they could have resolved as a out of court yeah. as a family privately perhaps with the nurse to kind of like ask you know has this been okay and Really, they've been married, did they say 23 years? Yeah. Am I correct? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is a long time, especially nowadays, to be married for 23 well, wait, years. Oh, it's 15. Was it 15? 15 year marriage. Oh, 15. That's still, it's a long time. The love was real. He was there every single day. And the fact that these kids turned on Jonah and said that he is raping his wife, I mean, just that sentence alone, right. I think that is just, right. I, think, I think it's just actually disgusting. <clears throat> I, I, was, I didn't like that. I agree with that. There's a reason why I agree with that. I, first of all, Y'all took this too far out of proportion. Yeah. Like, the reason I think they did is because, okay, so she said that, like, her dad died 20 years ago. And so those five years, they had adjusted themselves. And so I guess when Jonah came in the picture, it was kind of like, oh, this this other man, I don't, we don't want another dad. And that, that kind of festered over the last 15 years. Right. And now it just came, like, this whole hate, we don't like you type relationship. And... When you do, when you like have that mindset, you're not gonna want to see the love between these two people, no matter what, mm. because you can't get over a past grudge from when you were, however, teen to twenty. Yeah, they were been teenagers. Teen to twin, like twenty year old when you, when this happened. So, the fact that um, she's like, you know, my mom's not up for these tests or she can't do it. Like she was, like, you can tell she was stalling. Because she knew, like, every day her mom was asking for Jonah. Like, right. she genuinely... Which is why Sadie kept bringing it up. Like, did she ask yeah. for him? Did she miss him? Um, the ADA, the Gina, uh, the kid's lawyer, ADA Marks, uh, Patrick Fischler, uh, who's been on, like, everything, including <laughs> Once Upon a Time. Um, always great to see him back. Um, <clears throat> I also thought that... How did you guys feel about a j- Judge Jonah Parks really sticking it to Sadie at the beginning? Yeah. Like... What kind of lawyer are you? Obviously, they know each other. Yeah. He knows their reputation, yet... How did you guys feel about, like, how he was treating Sadie? I think it was appropriate just... Like, if you're a judge, and then we, once you put it on trial, it's kind of, like, a totally different aspect. Like, you're defensive as hell. But, like, I, but I, I think she I, had a strong opening case. I didn't feel like that was... Yeah, he didn't like, like that opening statement. He didn't like it. I thought it was, I thought it was really I good. It was good. I think because for him, like, he doesn't want to be seen as, you know, like, he said, the weak old man... But we, he, she kind of needed to play that card, and he and, needed to see that. And at the same time, like we said earlier, you know, Doctor with Doctor Brennan and him not going into a, a trial because that's not his territory. This is Jonah's territory, so I could understand why he'd want to take the reins on this case. Yeah. But at the same time, like the judge in this case reminded him he's the defendant, so yeah. he needs to take a step back. And she really, his whole him being on the witness stand. Which is, I'm like, she made him human. I respect it. Yeah, she pushed him. Like, I actually, I felt for him at that moment because, like, you were in love and, like, went, like, uh, I just, I, I really, I was fighting for him at that point. I'm like, mm. let him see his wife. Yeah. yeah. Even though he's a grumpy old man, I was like, this is a love story. It is. And, and the daughter even, I mean, the daughter coming up to him to say. Yeah, Carly coming up to him thing, right. Yeah, coming up to say, I'm sorry. You know, and he was just like, I know. That just shows that this case should not have gone that far. Yeah, I couldn't imagine his mindset. I mean, my grandfather passed away from dementia, which is more an aggressive state of Alzheimer's. And, you know, just I got what he was saying when he was on the stand and saying, you know, in those moments, that's when she's my wife. Because you lose all sense of yourself and Mm -hmm. who you are as Mm -hmm. a person. And just, you know, going through that in your head and not knowing 
who you've been around for years is is heartbreaking for the people around you not yeah. for you because you don't you remember don't you don't know so i understood what he was saying i think what hurt him the most was because and i'm glad they addressed it was when he agreed to the doctors that he would not have sex with her i think that's what would have hurt his case overall yeah. so i'm glad that she addressed it at the final test which is kind of what got him to that moment yeah. of right. you know breakdown i you know i'm losing my wife i just want to spend my last moments with her um so uh, Miss Menendez, who was the caretaker, um, mm. Sadie, and so I thought that was a great character to bring in. Yeah. Um, and then the, uh, the the ADA kept pushing her about you know her qualifications, and you know I, I was like, she's a caretaker, and she's with this person constantly. You don't need to be an, a medical expert to basically care know for care for someone and and to see how they especially if you know them yeah. and you know their habits and she could speak to those habits and that qualified her as an expert and I'm glad that like the judge didn't and the jury didn't like see her as anything other than an expert caretaker yes yeah and um, that's I think that's thanks to Sadie bouncing back after the yes. ADA right. completely ripped it because when he was saying your qualifications and she was saying no 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 I was just like oh no here we go this is I this know, is I not going to be I useful I was like I was so I felt disrespected, like, at that point. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, you're, oh, yeah. Angry you're being a dick for no reason yes. at this point. Like, there's no need to attack the fact yeah. that I have no medical training. I'm with this woman every day, day in, day out. It's my job. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, it's my job. But at the same time, it's his job to discredit the witness. So I could understand yeah. his line I understand. of questioning. I just want to punch him in the face, though. Yeah. No, no. I was, <laughs> trust me, I was all for you. But I'm glad, like Chanel said, you know, the, that redirect was amazing. Um, but I did feel for, you know, Miss Menendez because, you know, these caretakers, they devote their entire lives yeah. to caring for people. And you're with, like you said, you're with these people more than their own family are because yeah. sometimes their family can't take it because of what they're going through, you know, mentally. Um, but she stays and she knows. Does she like carrots? Does she like like peas? peas. Does she, right. You know, it's like these tiny little things like Jokes will Make that. the world of a difference. Thank you. Yeah. So I could understand if I was a juror, I would look at that and go, oh, yeah. she knows her. Yeah. The only thing I hate sometimes like when you're when you're seeing the jury scenes and they're like you have to you can't you can't take what i just said you can't but i'm like in my head i'm like i just heard it like you and i'm like I, when i hear something i'm like i can't like just you not like, hear it. It. but they do that so much on uh like svu and like law shows like that like they do it anyway because they know that the jurors can't unhear something yeah. so in the back of their mind it's always going to play in their heads so you kind of want to get your your point even if it has to be like undercut and it is objected like it's but, still uh, i will say this i will say that having sat on a jury before looking at the facts are very like once they say that then you know any juror could be like but we were supposed to not think that we had we now have to exclude that and and only look at the facts around all of that and it's very difficult however you have to do it mm. and um but my one of the things i really liked was how the actual judge in that case was like feeling for her colleague and you could see it on her face yeah. like oh, okay, this is my colleague, this is probably my friend, um, and he's clearly going through this rough time. I don't think he time. has any friends. <laughs> he was kind of uh, right. right. Yeah. Probably, probably, but probably more to lawyers than, yeah. than other judges. Um, because they don't really, I mean, they go to lunch with each other, I mean, they're in different chambers, whatever. Uh, but I do want to bring up uh, the bigger point um, of that case, which was on consent, which was, does do Alzheimer's patients have the ability to give consent 
Well, that's the. I mean, that's and that's a tricky. Yeah, it's, that's yeah, a tricky it's a tricky. Question. Yeah, sometimes. Like, what do you guys think? Well, also, like, uh, I can't remember now. This is probably bad because I should remember my facts. But the answer would have been different had they. Oh, had they uh, the doctor done the check on her two weeks two. earlier, or, or maybe not. Yeah, or maybe not. But the possibility of it being different is there. So I think it really depends on the case, and it's just unfortunate that the doctor wasn't able to. To check her the two weeks earlier, probably because of the daughter. Right, but do you? But that that goes back to the question, which is, you know, when you're lucid, you're lucid, and then you can give consent. Like, at what point does your ability to not give consent get? Revo- well, I think that, like I think it's still case by case only because like. Like the caretaker said, when he's around, she is the happiest. Mm. She's, right. Like there's like a light, there's like a switch. Like even if she her mind can't, like some some part of her still remembers mm-hmm. him, like longs for him. Right. I think in that instance, that is the consent. Mm. She's not saying no. Mm. Tim, what do you think about that? Well, I think that's I think Shay is absolutely right, and I think that that's why Miss Mendez Menendez drove that point home <clears throat> because if she didn't like it, if she didn't want it, she, she would have made it known it. in some kind of way. Um, so I think that I think that goes with 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 all rape victims really, because even if you're you know drugged or you know <clears throat> just completely out of it, the next morning you know something was off and you know something wasn't right. Right. So. It, uh, when when it comes to mental like yeah that you still have that like but can you give consent I understand that but while it's happening Miss Menendez was right outside the door she right. said that when he came over she was happy to see him like she but, knew what was going okay, on okay so then my question to that point and on the Menendez point which is the judge had agreed with the doctors not to go in there do you guys think it that the caretaker who is under the direction of the doctors and that that facility was in dereliction of duty because she allowed that to happen. No, I think as a, as a, as a home health aide, I think as a nurse, you have to make the best decision in the moment. Mm-hmm. And if, but she did it multiple times and she but, didn't, and, she, and, she, she and the judge had already best agreed. Was best for her, the person she's taking care of, not for her. Like, cause everybody was saying that this shouldn't happen for these, that, but if that was the one thing that was making her happy, right. She would choose to make her happy. Yeah. Yeah. The doctors don't know her like like she does as yeah. the caretaker. Right. She's got that personal connection. Yeah, because the doctors see her, what, once a month? Yeah. Once every two weeks, And maybe? she could be having a good day. She could be having a bad day. Exactly. And if he's the one that calms her down, then she, she should have a right to that. Yeah. Well, we definitely want to know what you guys think about where consent lies in that, because this is um, a case that will... Uh, this, these are things that probably will come up um, in our lifetime at some point with people we know or whatever. Um, but there are other, uh, so, so definitely use the hashtag ABTV doubt, um, and, and, uh, let us know what you think about that. But I also want to bring up, um, just some tweets about the show, um, that have come up, um, at B E A B S L M A B E A S L M A Marcy, uh, with the Auburn, uh, logo says hashtag now watching last night's doubt CBS mostly because of Dulé Hill but also because the show has me hooked mm. which is great see Dulé Hill is getting some love on Good. the um, on the Twitter 
Um, at Diane164 says, caught up on Doubt CBS. Billy had better be able to explain that jersey. <laughs> Steve, had Stephen Pasquale, please tell me you can explain that jersey. Yeah, Stephen Pasquale's like, I don't know, dude. Oh, that was the kid that played me to it, you know, 15 years ago. <laughs> and uh, at Tony T. Fleean, who is the executive, who is the writer, director, and executive producer, says, guys, you're not going to believe what happens next next see you in one week for episode three questions will be answered hashtag doubt so uh make sure to uh check those out um and follow tony on twitter because he's got some really great stuff and follow at doubt writers because they will always answer your questions as well and have answers as well what were you gonna say before we like Get off! What I love, I want to say something about the Isaiah and Caroline scene because it was just so yes. cute oh. and that whole time. Well, scene. anything with Judith Light. Yeah, Judith Light like, has like, only I been on this. I turned up again because of, like she was just so like, like she was so focused. I was so just focused on her in that whole monologue. She was going in my. I actually wrote down a quote. She was like, "If you would have pushed me, we wouldn't be us. We're not yeah. normal." Right. And yeah. I, right. it just when you, when you say like it makes so sense because the decisions you make. For whatever reasons, they do. They will define you later. Right. And if if we weren't the people we were, we still wouldn't be us. We will still be in love. Twenty, like what, thirty four years later, right. they're still in love. I found right. that amazing. And, and one of the things that I that I loved about that scene is that it also brought uh, it full circle back with the deals. And you know, do you regret taking the deal? That's the second t- third or second or third time that we've talked about deals this episode with uh, the Daryl case, the Jonah case, the Billy case, everybody's trying to make a deal. And uh, obviously Carolyn did not take the deal. Um, I also like the fact that they're, they're finding a pattern for the show and they're always like maybe bookending the show with Carolyn's scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, I like ending on her notes um, because Judith Light is such an amazing actress that she just, Whatever, how bad the episode might have been, not that this episode was bad at all, but she would always redeem it <laughs> because she's so phenomenal and their scenes are so gut-wrenching um, that I just, I, and I, I'm really excited to see her and Isaiah's character develop. I'm hoping they do maybe some flashbacks. I think Yay. that'd be cool. Oh, that'd be so cute. Um, maybe see some young actors play Judith Light. Light. Yeah, something Or just like Judith that. Light playing cool. a young Judith Light. <laughs> <laughs> she could do it. Yeah. She could do it. Okay, so obviously Tony said there's big things happening next week. So that's going to take us right into uh, this week's predictions. Oh. And now. We didn't have predictions. Have a theory. No. Yeah, we let's have theory. You found a theory since so, the beginning of this episode. Yes. <laughs> it was because of what you said about the reason he could possibly have changed jerseys. Mm-hmm. And I think my theory is okay, so he did. He, let's say he loved her, he didn't kill her, he left her. And for some reason, he felt guilty, so he came back. He found her. But he... And he got the one he was on the crew neck dirty. I Go, He went home, changed, went back to party, pretend everything's okay. As to not implicate himself. Which is why he is, he's, it's still so painful for him to see crime scene photos to actually mm-hmm. be in Gramercy Park. Which Ooh. which we saw him... So, obviously, he wouldn't have known. He left her. Yeah. Then she had the thing. He wouldn't have known where the body was if he did not go back. Because when we saw, when the cops were out there and stuff like that, he was watching her. Yes. He was watching the situation. He would not have known where the body was if, A, he didn't kill her, or B, he had not found her. Yeah. So, yes, I, I'm with you on that. I don't know. I don't even have a music. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I really want to really like this guy, but 
the jersey is a big question for me. Yeah. I don't get it. I, I think it's a big question for Sadie too, because as we saw in the preview, yes. you know, there's like a, there's like doubting. a big like like she's, she's doubting. Like, mm, yeah, she's doubting. doubting. Oh sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also think another prediction of mine: Tiffany and Nick are going to have a little bit of a romance because I think I saw a little. Yes, the chemistry. Oh, chemistry. I love it. Yeah, I love it. yeah we don't know what happened when they were also, drinking. Yeah, we know Chinese come from? food. She's also a little <laughs> underhanded though, like we see, like the yeah, whole she's changing the you know. But so is he though. So is he though. It's like he he found evidence. He found the evidence. Well, yeah. he's a criminal. Uh, <laughs> he is a reformed. <laughs> We're not gonna person. forget that. Nick. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say criminal because he's so sweet. Like I was just like he was a kid who made dumb decisions and decided while he was in prison to actually do You're something right. good. Yeah. 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 Another thing that I wanted to point out is because last episode we had said that you know Sadie was always just going to be doing the Brennan case and then um, Cameron would be doing mm. other cases but I'm glad that they're yes. taking a turn and giving Sadie other cases um, especially ones like this yeah. um, because I feel like that's going to keep us interested and, yeah. and and really a challenge for the amazing writers that you know tweet um, coming up with all these different cases to like I said keep us interested. Mm. Well this show is going to keep us interested. Uh, next week episode 3 Prison Prison Poison will be back and we will be back next week. Tim, where can they find you on the Twitter? You guys can find me at I am Timothy Mike. Hey guys, you can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. You guys can find me at Chanel Herlin on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And follow me on Instagram and Twitter at DrexelHerd and uh, talk to us using the hashtag yes. ABTV Doubt and follow AfterBuzz on Twitter at AfterBuzzTV and we will see you all next Wednesday. Bye! Guys. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 